everyone and welcome back to a growing masterpiece. Today's title is When the Lies Feel Bigger Than My Mustard Seed. I have two verses to read. Matthew 17, 20. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And John 8, 44. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I have chosen this topic and this title that the Lord gave me because for the past few weeks, I have been struggling with combating the devil's lies. Um, I've been believing them every single one of them and I know it's not good but when I'm a procrastinator um, I need to work on consistency and discipline when it comes to my word but I haven't been taking my time out to look and find verses to combat him like Jesus did when he was in the desert and he was tempted I haven't been doing my due diligence and the devil has used that to play with my mind and play with my emotions because he knows that I take my relationship with God very seriously and uh, a few weeks ago um, the devil had been like coming at me like all morning and he was like the Lord doesn't want to hear from you You think like your worship is going to reach him. Your prayers are going to reach him. And I was believing him. Like I would even like try to worship, speak in my heavenly language, try to pray. And I felt like nothing was getting through to God. And it was because I had been listening to the enemy. And after I had talked to my aunt and prayed about it with myself and cried out cried it out I always cried out I have to but after I did that I realized that he used the two things that are most precious to me when it comes to God the two things that me and God have intimacy with he used my prayer and my worship those two things like that's all I need like me and God we are here like eye to eye and those are the two things that I see as valuable when it comes to me and God's relationship and that I know that I can run to in my time of need in my time of joy in my time of happiness and confusion I can run there and so him using and lying to me and telling me Okaje you, you think he hears you? Even if you pray now, you're still not going to come to fruition. He's not going to hear you. You cry for no reason. All of these lies. And I was just sitting there. And in my mind, I'm like, no, like, no, he, he hears me. And I'm fighting for my life, y'all. Like, I'm like, no, he hears me. I know he does. But the devil's like, no, he doesn't. And you're looking dumb sitting there trying to pray when you know you don't feel it. And I'm like, no, I feel it. Like, I'm just, like, it's literally like a little girl, like, like crying, like, no, I know he does. 
And my question to myself and to y'all, and what I was asking myself for the past few weeks, is what do you do when you believe a lie? When you believe something that you told yourself before the enemy even said it? Like, what do you do when you yourself said it to yourself and the enemy is now saying it? Like, how can you be like, Lord, no, I don't believe him, but I believe myself. It's, I, like, I was like, my heart was hurting because I was like, I believed this before the enemy even said it to me. How do I combat myself? How do I combat how I feel? How do I combat my emotions? Yes, there are scriptures, but how do I believe what I say when I combat myself? Like, it's crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, God, like, I don't know how, I know you tell me to have faith the size of a mustard seed, and it's so small, I know. I get it and I trust you I trust you I do and I know that your word is true but how can I fight my own self when I know how I feel when I know what I've done when I know the type of person I am but God is like you don't know who you are you don't know your heart because I do you don't know how you really look because I do and you haven't yet taken the scales off your eyes or took the time to see how I see you. You haven't applied the promises to your life. You haven't applied the word. You haven't practiced it. You haven't rehearsed it. You haven't memorized it for you to even recognize who I am in your life and what I've come to do. And me saying this now, like, I'm like, that's, you're, like, you're right. And doing these podcasts, like, the Lord really, like, uses me and says these things, like, brings stuff to my mind, to my heart. And it, like, and I say them, and I'm like, wow. Like, God is crazy, y'all. Like, I'm getting excited because God is so crazy like he's so wild like I'm like God you play extremely too much but he wants to show you that there are scriptures there are words there are plans there are promises that you haven't even seen yet that apply to your life that apply to your mental your physical your emotional that he wants to show you And where you are now isn't the person that he sees you as in the future. Or, and isn't even the person that he sees you as now. He sees you, he sees us as so much more than we see ourselves now. We could have did, we could have sinned yesterday and we still, we feeling the conviction from it, bro. We feeling it. And he already threw it into the sea of forgetfulness. And it's like, okay my faithful servant, my child, my son, my daughter, my princess, my prince, what are we going to do now?
what are you going to do next? Let's go out into the world and help others and proclaim my name. Let's go. He doesn't desire for us to sit and dwell on what we did yesterday. Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to stay back there. And he wants us to continue to remind us how dirty we are so that we don't move forward. But the thing is, before we even sinned, all them thousands and millions of years ago, the Lord drank the cup. He pierced, he got pierced in his hands and his feet, stabbed in the side, laid down, and rose on the third day for us, for the sins that he already knew he com- we committed. A perfect Jesus, a perfect man without sin. Imagine the thoughts were not were sinless. His him himself was sinless, blameless never lied always told the truth never coveted never killed never nothing he never even thought a bad thought y'all and we sin just by thinking he took on all of that blood in that chaos in that ruin for us to be here today to live the lives that we do even though we are dirty it says in the bible that we're dirty like i'm gonna i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna tell y'all what it says in another podcast episode we are filthy and there's nothing that we us could ever do to become clean but by god's grace and his favor and his abundant love because of that we are made whole into new creations and every single day when we wake up we should pray that that we are new creations we should proclaim the name of god we shall say that he is the one that was risen born of man has the spirit of god father son holy ghost walk this earth sinless blameless died on the cross and rose on the third day we should proclaim it every single morning so that we can be made new every single day i myself need to do it i know that for a fact and putting on the armor of god is so important y'all i didn't know this like we used to do it we used to like read it in church like in the hymnal in the back of it in front of it whatever and i didn't know how important it was until i did it the other day i was my mind and my body was just like settled it was just it was just so calm and honestly i've never had that feeling before like i was like I was sitting in school and I was like, I'm not thinking about anything or anyone. I'm not thinking about what they said about me. I'm not thinking about the sin that I may have committed the this the morning in the morning before I sit, put on the armor of God. I didn't think about any of it. And that's the kind of peace that the Lord wants 
us to have in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds, everywhere. And he wants us to share that and how important it is. I was watching um, Pastor Mike Jr. the other day, and he said that the devil can't change, can't stop your birth, but he can change the hospital. I was like, oh, okay, come on, Pastor. And the way that I, the way that I heard it, he can't stop what the Lord set in motion. He can't stop the process of which is taking place. He can't stop that. He can't stop what the Lord is going to birth out of you and when it's going to happen. But he can change the situation in which it happens, if that makes sense. So say you add, you, all right, so you birth in a baby. No, 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 you birth in a book, Okay. You're supposed to be in LA, okay? That's where that's where you you went through the whole process of the book and you did all that. Like the Lord was like, look, you're gonna make this book in LA. And then now you gotta relocate and go somewhere else. Or everything around you changes. Your mindset changes. Your spirituality changes. Your mentality changes. And now the book is coming out. You have to you have to put the book out. It's about to come out. And it's you're not in the mindset of where you were when you finished the book. You you aren't as excited. You aren't as invested in the book. It's not even about God's doing anymore. But it's about okay, the book is out or it's about money he can he cannot change the birth but he can contaminate it when it comes out i that is like really crazy because if the lord can work on you for so many years to birth something and then when it's birthed it's premature or it is born into a season of because so you were in a season of fruitfulness and then by the time it's time to birth it is contaminated and people from the past come back and people start putting their mouth on you and just making it seem like the Lord made the wrong move. And it's all lies. It's like everything stems from lies. Like Just like the verse I read, John 8, 44, the devil is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. So why wouldn't he, the moment that the Lord put something in you for you to birth after a long period of time, The moment you birth it, all these lies come. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? Or right before you birth it, hell breaks loose. I say, I look back and I be like, 
this is literally a conversation I had with myself. I was like, devil, you really mad. You're mad because you were in heaven. You were an angel. The angel that set the mood of heaven. You, you, you was the musician of heaven. But you got cocky and you lied and you schemed and you played with the anointing and you got kicked out. Me, I'm here on earth. I lie. I scheme. I play. I sin on a regular basis, even in my thoughts. And the Lord shows me mercy. The Lord shows me favor and grace. Abundantly, might I add. And you're mad. I didn't get sent to hell. I have a chance of eternal life. But you had eternal life. And now it was stripped from you. You're trying to get us to go with you. Because you're mad that we have been given a chance to get it right. And the fact of the matter is we're never going to get it right. Because we are dirty people. We are carnal-minded people. So you can continue your lies. You can't touch me because I am God's anointed and he said not to touch me. Or you're going to get to work. But you you can continue to do your stuff. But the Lord always makes a way of escape for me, for us. The Lord is speaking to you, to us. He's speaking louder than the enemy. But it isn't until we read the word, we dissect it, we rehearse it, we memorize it, that we'll be able to defeat the enemy and his lies. I'm not saying that they're not going to come back every once in a while because the devil only needs a crack. I learned that from my other thing. He only needs a crack. But you can be ready for when he does come. This is something that I'm also learning. We are in this together and I'm ready to fight a good fight. I also saw, um, I also heard Pastor Mike Jr. say, It's my job to trust him. It's his job to show up. I believe God that that, I believe that God is going to show up in our lives, in every aspect, in every rear view, in every front view, every side. I believe he's going to show up. He hasn't failed me. He hasn't failed y'all. Even though it may feel like you're in a season of What's the word? Um, Y'all feel stuck. Let me say that. In a season of sadness, in a season of depression, anxiety, frustration. Even if you're in a good season, but some things aren't making sense fully. You're waiting for the promises to come that the Lord promised. 
it's okay. The Lord just wants us to be patient and to trust Him. And all, and He's going to do the rest. I love you guys so much. And I miss this. I'm going to get back on it because now I'm out of school. But I love y'all. And the Lord is waiting for you to get in his word, us to get in his word, and to dissect it and to understand it better so that we won't be easily swayed by the enemy's antics. Because he ain't nobody. He's really not. He's a dude that got kicked out of heaven for lying. He did it up there too, y'all. But we have a chance at eternal life. And we have an amazing God who loves us so much. And there's more. There's always more. There's more. And I can't wait for him to reveal it to y'all. But I pray that the scales be removed from your eyes. I pray that your ears be covered in Jesus' name. I pray that your mind is put at peace, at rest. I pray that anything that you are going through, the Lord be with you in it, that he keeps you. I pray that you give birth to your to that thing that the Lord has assigned to you at the right timing and in the right place. I love you guys, and thank you for joining. See y'all next week. I love y'all. Bye, growing massive pieces.